Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On our podcast today, we're going to pick up on a discussion we had during an earlier podcast. Joining us today is Dean Reyna, owner and president of TrustFab in Glendale, Arizona, and Michael Miller, manager of their wall panel division. As I mentioned in that earlier podcast, I have worked with these two in the past on a cover feature for the November 2020 issue of SBC Magazine. Now, that article showcased the advancements that Dean and Michael have made since they launched their wall panel line just a few years ago, and how today they collaborate with framing contractors throughout their market to deliver a superior product. Dean and Michael, welcome back to the podcast. So in that last podcast, we talked about how the framer contractor is your primary customer in Arizona. So that makes me curious, in your view, how has the framing contractor business evolved since you launched the wall panel division? And while you're answering that, if you could also share maybe some of the changes you have made to your own wall panel line to keep up with what the framers are doing, keeping up with that evolution. Thanks for the intro, Sean. I think a lot of the framing contractors have evolved with technology. You know, we look back at framing. Framing has gone from a hammer to a nail gun and a hand saw to a skill saw. And I think a lot of the framing contractors have seen the technology move forward. And wall panels is one of those value add type things that they see um, as a positive benefit to their company. As we moved our business forward, we worked with the framers and some of the general contractors and some of the builders to adapt to their needs and their wants. Uh, We use a blade saw here, so we've added dual printers so we can print on the edge and the face so they can see the printing when it's in the air. Um, We've upgraded some of our equipment to meet with some of the standards of uh, ladder blocking and fire blocking and things like that. Also looking at moving to the next step, of doing pre-board studs, give the electrician and the framer holes that are already pre-drilled through the studs. That seems to be a pretty big uh, want from a lot of these people moving forward, as well as you know, full shear on walls. Typically in Arizona, we don't see a lot of shear, so full shear isn't something that we focused on, but it's definitely something we're looking at in the background to uh, keep up with our customers' needs and wants. Because at the end of the day, you know, our customers are our salesmen. The, the framing labor is not getting any younger out there. And how do we attract more, uh, you know, this, this younger generation to go out and be a framing contractor? Well, there's no way they're going to go out there and, 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 you know, frame the old ways. So um, how do we make it easier? How do we make it more attractive? How do we make framing houses sexy? Okay, so this is probably a bad metaphor uh, to use in the Arizona market, but uh, you guys have been snowballing, really, when it comes to increasing your number of framing customers. So you have more customers, greater diversity in the type of framer customer that you have. I'm curious, and I I don't want to name names, uh, but if you look at who your favorite framer customer is right now that you work with, what is it about their operation that raises them to the top of your list? 
And I'm okay if uh, Dean and Michael, you guys have you know different answers there. But I'm just curious, what what's the quality or the uh, characteristic or the approach that that framing customer has that puts them at the top of your list? You know, we have a lot of great customers. And the customers that are passionate like we are with automation, um, you know, new technologies, changing the game, uh, being an innovator, being a forward thinker. We take these customers. Um, it's actually some of our uh, newer customers that uh, just they see the value and change. Right. So, you know, they put the effort in the beginning of a project. And I think some of the builders and the generals that see the value and pushing more units, um, really kind of stripping down their plans and not having so many elevations and simplified floor plans. Uh, some of these builders are going to a hybrid product where they want to see more repeatability and they can get that with wall panels. You know, we do a lot of work with the uh, builders up front and we bring in and we've recommended a lot of our good customers say, hey, you need to be working with these guys because they get it, they understand it, and they work well with us. And we're, you know, we're, we're kind of a go-to trust facility in this market. I think we do well. So when we kind of, uh, you know, ask for certain things, we kind of get it. And so when we want to kind of make a dream team, per se, with this great framing contractor, with this great builder, some of our projects, and some projects that people don't want to deal with, we take them on. Mm. We love the difficult projects. I kind of look at it as like a joint venture almost with the framer. Um, basically, instead of their framer framing it on the slab, we're just framing it at a different location. So the pre-collaboration and the effort that they put in early on is the result that they get in the back end. And uh, we do have quite a few good customers, as Dean said, but we have a couple customers who have taken it to the next level. We actually had one customer who uh, we were having a problem getting some plans. They jumped on a plane and they flew a flash drive to us just to make sure that we had the latest set of plans. I mean, that's that's pretty bold to go that far beyond to make sure that our collaboration together was going to give them the best product in the end. Some of our other customers, you know, they like going through. We have pre-con meetings here on site or at their location and go through the blueprints and go through the drawings and try and produce the best product for them. So when they're in the field, everybody sees that coming out as a complete product, a finished product, not more or less a you know rough frame package that has to be modified. Modified. So that's usually our goal, um, and I think you know our customers can see that in the beginning when we meet with them and go through some of this. But we definitely have a couple customers who definitely t- have taken it to the next level and they've reaped the benefits of that greatly. So we just got done talking about, you know, sort of your favorite customers. Uh, I want to pivot just a little bit and talk about um, your next customer. So your the potential customers that are at the top of your list. Um, when you look at that list, the, those guys who aren't like, let's say using your wall panels right now, what, what's their hesitation? I mean, what's the feedback that you get? Why are they not interested in wall panels at this time? Is there a common theme or, or is it all across the board? And what do you think it would take to convince them? Getting this product to market has been a challenge 
like we've discussed in many podcasts and I've, I've talked to many people about it, how do we break that barrier? Well, the builders got to demand it. And if they don't demand it, it's not going to happen. So the builders that want it, they're getting it. And they've had to go through some disruption to get it. So education, education, education. Like we said, the labor is not getting any younger out there. And they're not going to change. They're set in their ways. And there's a lot of big framing contractors in this market that are not going to change. And when they have to change, they'll just bail out. So we've come up with a bunch of formulas for some of the younger companies starting out that don't have the capital to support a framing company. So we've put some programs together with some builders say, hey, you know, one thing you don't do in this market is really talk to the builder because our, our customer is a framing contractor. So we don't want to, you know, kind of disrupt our relationship with our framing contractor because they're saying, hey, why are you talking to my customer? So we've had to be creative and come up with a plan where we can say, hey, let's educate the builder and our framing contractor. And then we can educate your labor force to understand why it's important to get wall panels on these jobs. If this, if this builder demands wall panels, there's been a couple builders in this town say, hey, we want to be all paneled by the end of 2022 or 2021 or, or whatever. So to meet that timeline, you know, our, my customer, the framing contract has to go to their labor and say, hey, guys, if we want to do this builder, we need to prefab. And if we don't prefab, we're not going to get this job. We're not going to get these 300 lots. So until the builder forces prefab wall panels, it's not going to change. It all starts with the builder. We're a very big trust company. We're a, an average size lumber company and we're a small panel company, but people want our trusts. So when we can offer package deals to this framing contractor where we're trying to sell them on offsite and wall panels, say, hey, do wall panels. I'll give you a discount on trusses and I'll throw the crane in for free. So now we got them on the hook, right? Now we got in and we're showing them. They're like, man, I don't know why I didn't do this a while back. So pushing, figuring out a way to push panels in the market has been challenging. We're having some success. Um, not everybody's going to want it, but the ones that see it and do it and see the value, they're kind of doing well in this market. You know, why are people not convinced? Like I said, it's some of its mentality, some of its education, some of its uh, hesitation about past panel experiences. If you would have asked me 10 years ago uh, when we did some wall panels from somebody else, I would have said, you know, no way. We spent more time taking them apart than we did putting them together. Um, we have a lot of people who have some reservations and we tell them, come check out our facility. Come see what we do. Come see how we do it. Go look at some of our jobs that we're doing. Come see how you know panels have evolved and how they've changed over the years and how technology continues to advance. I remember BCMC a few years ago where you know wall panels, machinery and equipment was kind of the key of the show. And I think that's what we're going to see going forward is, you know, the switch to more automated equipment, more wall, wall panel type stuff, um, you know, lack of better words, offsite construction. So I think it's educating and showing people what a wall panel can do for them and getting them to, to more or less buy off on the process. The hardest struggle is the labor won't give back. So how do you, if the labor won't give back, how do you adapt to that with a wall panel or how do you get them to change your labor to adapt to 
the wall panels and Savings. convince them that you know wall panels make sense. So I think that's you know some of the biggest key factors in getting people to switch to wall panels and convincing them. I mean, Michael, look, look how far we've come with technology and the equipment. It's not even close to five and ten years. So our wall panel line is unskilled labor, but they're just putting a puzzle together. Our saws pre-mark everything. Um, our designers today are, 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 I mean, our design staff's been with us over 20 years. So the technology, the equipment has really made offsite and wall panels more attractive and easier. So yeah, wall panels 10 years ago, not even close to what we're doing today. Well, so now that raises an interesting point. You know, we have a tendency of talking about uh, framers who are uh, leery or are rejecting the, the concept of wall panels, but the wall panel that they had a bad experience with maybe five, 10 years ago. And what you're essentially saying is that the wall panels that are being manufactured today, the technology that's being brought to bear, the design software that's there, uh, the processes that you use to assemble them, all that stuff has advanced significantly, even in the last few years, right? We know what needs to be done. Uh, we're passionate, we're aggressive, we're, we're gonna constantly push. We see the vision where our industry is going and I wanna be a part of that. And I want, I want this, these uh, younger groups coming in. Um, we're an attractive industry. How do we make it more attractive? We'll hire these uh, aggressive, young, smart people you know, we, we, we have uh, women on our panel line, right? We've made it so there's no more lifting uh, heavy stuff and, and we're, we're making it a lot easier for everybody to build. So like you said, it's it's not even the same stuff. We're, we're not even talking the same language as we were five years ago. Yeah, I think one of the things I could see improve or change in the future would be a collaboration. You know, if we could do a board stud and every you know electrician out there you know ran their wire the same or you know every plumber kind of had the same schematic you know we could collaborate a lot better and produce you know a, a really nice product but it's going to take a lot of collaboration from a lot of different trades to to make that happen but i i see in the near future that that happening um that a lot of the pre-collaboration and site collaboration will will just have to happen to make everything flow as seamless as possible. What does everybody want? They want it quicker, faster, cheaper. So how do you do that? You meet with the concrete guys and the electricians and the plumbers and the window manufacturers and you know you, you kind of create a new industry standard on some of that stuff. So it all goes together like a nice you know puzzle would be put together. I don't think we're gonna go backwards this time. People say, oh it's gonna work out, it's gonna work out in two years the market's gonna crash and no one's gonna do it. I don't know. I think this time's a little different. Well, Dean, Michael, thank you for joining us today. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. See you at ECMC. Absolutely. You know, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. And if you want to hear more from Dean and Michael on this topic of wall panels, make sure to attend their education session at BCMC on October 5th in Omaha, Nebraska. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.